What's good, man? It's your boy, Juicy J, man. Shout out to Virtual Homework Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Virtual Homework Podcast for all your virtual homework podcast needs. I am Sam. And I am Dana. Go fuck yourself. Jesus. We're getting I'm really, kidding. really, Sorry, really I, I have low blood sugar. Right now. He has low blood sugar. He's not even diabetic. He just, he needs candy. That's what he's trying I to just, say. I, I just drink a Red Bull. Like, I'm ready to go. This game has got me fucking amped. Well, if you have low blood sugar, you probably want one that's not sugar free, right? I want to have low blood sugar. I want to be angry. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Welcome to the Virtual Homework Podcast where we talk about Hi, video everybody. games. This is a video game podcast. And speaking of video games, we have an Atari update. First of all, don't I, I somehow did not know that Atari had a cryptocurrency and that the Atari cryptocurrency was at one point <laughs> worth as much as the company. Obviously, it's gone down and now it's only worth a third of the so company. That's like so sad. Like the car, uh, market cap of a fucking like shit coin is worth more than the entire company of Atari. Okay, right now it's only a third of the company of Atari. But one oh. day, one day when people decide, you know when what? When Soldier Boy buys it. Yeah, when Soldier Boy decides to can we tie like the price of their stock or the coin to like soldier boy's announcement like it, did it affect the stock at all do you think it probably did honestly because like i i don't know anything <laughs> about soldier boy that. but i feel like soldier boy like many other like have you noticed that the every Superman single rapper is like endorsing a cryptocurrency well yeah because it's like easy as fuck money you just like they you so what usually happens with that is that the crypto people uh, approach you say like hey like this is a super cool coin We'll give you a shit ton of it. Here's the thing about it. And then the rappers are more than likely like, oh, yeah, this is pretty cool. I'll shout it out. And then they shout it out. And then it goes up like a thousand percent. And then they sell it and make a bunch of money. Basically, instead of shouting out, Soldier Boys would just buy Atari and then own every single Atari token. What if the they end. just re-release every Atari game uh, ever made, but it's just Soldier Boy in it, except instead of like E.T.? <laughs> Soldier T. I I think that it would actually sell. Yeah, I would <laughs> like, buy any video game made by Atari featuring Soldier Boy. One hundred percent. There is like no that's how they could rebrand. <laughs> There's no way I wouldn't buy a Soldier Boy based game. Pretty See, Boy that's Swag, like, the video. Game. I, I think th I think that's actually hilarious though. Like as an actual like marketing ploy, like these shit like companies that are like do on hard times, literally just like add anything crazy to your game. And I think people just buy it for the memes. Like add like, like if you had like Fifty Cent or like Kanye West like a video game, like you would just buy it just for like the novelty, even if it's terrible. Like and it would sell well, you know. Well, speaking of hard times, obviously we're on hard times right now because we are replaying <laughs> games. What the fuck's up with that? Well, listen, we're not replaying. We're finishing a game. Like how many times have we always said, oh man, I wish we could go back and play blah, 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 blah. We actually did it for once. Okay, to be fair, replaying is a bit of a stretch considering like our previous investment in this podcast was honestly negligible. Obviously there's weeks where we don't play a lot of the game but yeah. like we literally were like oh you only have to play two hours of the game and then you're done yeah. and like for a game that's like this or like any game that's like more than like 10 hours long it's like i've i've tasted the appetizer i feel like i could actually talk about the entire game and how much i, I feel love like the game I, I i feel like what we were talking about like didn't even like scratch the surface of this game yeah so we played psychonauts again this week and i'm gonna yep. say i actually played it again i didn't just like do my old save file and actually continue the game i played I, the entire I game wow 
Okay, we got to slack which was on the podcast. Te- which, was, which was terrible, because I had to spend an hour relearning to play this monster of a game. Okay, well, you should have done what I did and just, like, honestly started from the beginning, because um, I basically just, like, started from the beginning. I knew a relatively large amount of the plot, and I just continued on, just, like, kind of powered through until I got to the section where I stopped. But we played Psychonauts this week. The whole reason we're doing this, and I'm going to be honest here, is because Psychonauts 2 came out last week. There was a yep. literal surprise reveal on the podcast. Dana's like, oh, you know, Psychonauts 2 came out. I'm like, what? I was like, okay, we have to play this game, and we have to play the next <laughs> game. So we're doing this to gear towards Psychonauts 2. Basically, because we, like, imagine playing that without beating this. Like, yeah, and, and imagine terrible. actually playing Psychonauts versus playing two hours of Psychonauts. We played so little Psychonauts last time. For episode 11, by the way. And honestly, I listened to episode 11, our Psychonauts episode, and Jesus Christ, we've come a long way. We haven't we haven't come so far that we're not absolutely we're, we're not fucking humble. up every single sentence that we say, but like we talked about cutscenes for like seven minutes out of the 11 minutes we talked about this game. Jesus Christ, why do we do that so much? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's, I, I can't think of the mindset I was in when we were starting this. It was kind of Did- in the middle of COVID, like we were scared of the world, so... We were scared of the world, and therefore we played Psychonauts, which is a little bit of a spooky game. It's not a horror game, but like... So we are going to start from the very beginning with this game. Psychonauts is a 3D linear collectathon platformer, uh, which is kind of different in the sense that most collectathons are completely like free roam, open world. This is not the case at all with this game. Every single level and everything you have to collect is extremely linear. That's the game. You just jump on shit. What he said is true, but like I feel like he's missing the fact that like this game is a platformer, but you have a lot of power-ups. You have, I can't count the amount, but roughly eight I think or nine power-ups. Not eight or nine different power-ups. Yeah. So this game is considered to be a lot of people like the best game of all time. Everyone's favorite game and stuff like that. Like this is like, this is something that like you can look on like hundreds of lists and say like this is like a top three game of all time. Now, based on that, I will say one, this has some of the best humor and some of the best writing and character writing uh, I've seen in a game for something that I enjoyed. Um, there's, there's has to be thousands of hours of like voiced dialogue with like different things. It's not like you just jump in a character and they say like the same line over and over. Like they'll actually say like maybe five or six different lines. And two, this game has some of the best uh, level aesthetic and design out of any game I have ever played in my life. And I think that's what a lot of people remember about it. That being said. I think that this game is so overrated, it makes me nauseous. Okay. I think this is one of the most overrated games of all time. I mean, like, I don't really necessarily know what you mean by overrated. I think this game is, like, an 8 out of 10. I don't think this is the... Like, first of all, I haven't... So, like, you're, you're humbling... Or not... You're mumbling to the fact that, like, this game is, like considered by many to be the best game of all time i don't it, really it literally know. is you, you you can like literally google psychonauts and it's like like it's all on like top three lists I mean, the thing like is, like, like at the time it, i could it's definitely literally see con- that. it's literally considered like one of the best platformers of all time which is i wholly 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 disagree with at- i think this game is so unbelievably <laughs> overrated okay i don't i don't necessarily think it's overrated i think it's a great game but like i also don't think that like i i i, I would be surprised to say that it's like on the best games of all time list like i think it's a great game and like I, I don't think that, like, 
because it is a great game, it cannot necessarily be overrated. But like, I I haven't seen the rumblings that you have that this game is the best game of all time. So like, maybe I mean, I guess you could literally just search Psychonauts like or like best platformers, and this is on every single list. The thing is, like, like look- for for the context, when this game came out, what was it like, two thousand seven, two thousand six? Uh, two thousand yeah, two thousand six. Yeah, I I can legitimately see this being considered one of the best platformers of all time, at least three D platformers for that aspect, because this game is not just great in terms of platforming but it's great in terms of like the cinematics we talked about the plot we talked about what you said was thousands of hours of dialogue that is 100 percent an exaggeration there is a lot of dialogue like literally every single character is fully voiced imagine thousands of hours of dialogue no that's like like have you ever read an ebook i guess i guess you're skipping things because like everything have you read it have you read a multi-hundred page ebook yes but like the thing is 20 hours so for for example like let's say there's 10 characters in the area when you finish an area and come back they're all in a different place doing a different thing with like all new voice dialogue five or six different things they're saying in relative to the situation and then it's like you go to another area and there's another 10 characters doing the same thing like all over the game like there's like probably like there's like 30 different kids there's like five different teachers like raz himself probably has like a couple thousand voice lines like jesus christ like the 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 amount of time maybe not thousand a couple hundred voice lines and stuff like that um it's actually quite uh, ambitious what they did as far as the voice acting i'm not disagreeing that it's ambitious i'm just saying a thousands of hours is a ridiculous number that is like maybe maybe a maybe okay maybe a thousand i'm not gonna argue about the exact amount i'm just like pointing out the fact that like that's an insane amount to say but like yeah this game is cinematic this game plays very well for a 3d platformer from this time like a thousand percent disagree i think this has some of the worst controls out of any game i've ever played in my life the spatial uh ability that you are given in this game is fucking terrible um really this game does nothing interesting or new to the genre i mean you just jump on things nine uh, i would say eight out of the nine uh abilities you're given you never use you're just going to use the levitate ball for everything there's maybe one gimmick you're going to use for one level and then you never ever use again like honestly how often do you use clairvoyance you never use it like did you you really did you like listen you said you didn't listen to the previous episode right you praise this game so much that yeah, I'm just extremely I surprised because I because I played the last fucking half of the game. So the yeah, last, I, I will agree with you. So the thing about this game is that like this game, I would consider it an eight out of ten because like it started out okay, got extremely. I, th- I, th- good. I think the, I think the first half of the game is a fucking eight out of ten, not even nine out of ten. Yeah, no, I, I, I was about to get there. Like, I, I feel like the first third about the game, or I, I'm going to separate in third. I would say the first, first I would say first half. Even. First third, very good. Second third, extremely good. Last third, bad. Like, uh, not bad, but it just, I felt it dragged. I, I think well, so what I, it seems like most of the game, you had like this connecting hub world that kind of linked like the world to itself. And then the last like, half or third of the game is all kind of like a sequence of levels it's all contained in its own area that has nothing to do with that it seems like they just kind of rushed the end of the game which if you read into the development at all makes makes a lot of sense i i haven't read into the development but i wouldn't even say it's rushed. It's a development hell okay i mean that makes a little bit of sense but like i i think that like the issue wasn't necessarily that like the hub world was ignored it was that each level got more and more complicated for what was 
really yeah. like uh, their detriment. Like one of the reasons I like some of the earlier levels and then I, I like some of the middle levels too is because it followed a very linear path. It's like, oh, here's your end goal. Jump to the other end of the desk or jump to the destination or like destroy shit to get to the destination, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And then like, for example, my least favorite level was towards the end. It was this like board game Catan type level. Yeah, and then um, it was definitely, ooh, there's a lot of those types of puzzles where it's like, there's no, they don't give you any solution or any help. You just kind of have to wander around to find the corner of the map where the thing you need to do to complete is and then wander to another corner. There's no logic or puzzle. It's just like, all right, just wander and be figure out what the fuck to do. Which I can see in an era where like this game is trying to like increase its longevity, like where longevity is important. I mean, like I feel like longevity has never really not been important, but like I, it, it seemed like decisions to make the game longer but not necessarily more fun that's that's where i was because like the the last yeah. third about the game was like i, I was like slogging around I'm like all right let's let's get this over with and then like we got to the point of no return and then there was like level after level after level after level i'm like i just want to see the credits I'm, I'm like i'm not into this anymore i'm not into the story anymore it kind of like exhausted me in that way but like i still enjoyed the gameplay enough that i would consider this like an eight out of ten like i I could see this I, I, being part of the video game elite when it came out, but like I, I understand not liking it now. I, I feel me, like it, it just, aged well, but like it. Not oh no, absolutely. Not necessarily is like an overrated game. I, I think it's overrated in the sense that it has some of the most generic platforming out of any game I've ever played. It's very reminiscent of those like random two thousands platformers like Taz, the fucking whatever, that just have like super mediocre controls. Um, Everything's super floaty. Like, my thing that I love about platformers, I love tight platforming, where you feel like you jump and you know exactly where you're going to land. Like, this is not the case on this. You don't know because whether it's because of cameras or spatial awareness, like, you're not going to always go where you think you're going to go. And that's one of my biggest problems. The funny thing is, I actually didn't really think about it this gameplay, but when I... um played the game or sorry i didn't think about it this pod or i didn't think about it this time i played the game but when i listened to the previous podcast like we kept mentioning how this game was like basically sonic adventure with a different skin i actually kind of agree with that like people love sonic adventure but like when you go back to it like the gameplay isn't really as tight as you remember and like i i definitely Mm -hmm. feel that way however like i i thought this game was definitely more tight like this this game works better than sonic adventure sonic adventure is kind of a I just felt like there were a lot of like jumps that felt like too awkward or it's like I like I can't count how many times in like let's say that Catan level where it's like you're in that farmhouse you're trying to get to the top where I'm just like constantly falling down having to get back up make the jump get to the top get hit fall down like all the fucking time or even that last level the meat circus is one of the worst levels in any games I've ever played in my life that level fucking sucked fuck that I, level I, I so I tried it I, I, I like it was fucking terrible. It's an escort mission that you're timed. It was awful. I didn't have any issues with it, but eh, that's it's considered that's considered one of the hardest levels of any game of all time. That's why you're given the the achievement. Uh, it's supposed to be unbeatable. They actually um, cut the difficulty down by about seventy percent from the original release because it got such terrible reviews. Uh, okay, I was confused. I'm like, one. why? Why are you telling me this is like one of the hardest levels when I beat it first try? But you're saying like I don't I don't know why I, I, I spent I, 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 I spent like two and a half hours on it. So okay. I, I mean, like, the thing is, I spent, like, over an hour on it, but that's just because beating it first try required just, like, section after section after section. God damn, it was annoying. I yep. will say that, like, I, I legitimately enjoy this game a lot. So, like, as a platformer, when you have a platformer like this, when you have a large-scale platformer, 
there's the story aspect and you have the the gameplay aspect and like yeah. you have a game like super meat boy which is very very low on the story aspect yeah but it has extremely tight controls i would say this is kind of like mid the on the platforming and then like extremely high on the story like i actually care about oh the story. yeah Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I, I, like I said before, I think this has some of the best um, aesthetics and level design, and story and writing out of any game I've ever played. Like it, that's a, to me, that's a straight ten out of ten. Like the fucking um, what's that one level? Like the Mexican luchadore level towards the end. Like that level is so cool looking. It's so beautiful. Like the aesthetic and. <laughs> The visuals of this game actually, I think, straight up hold up to this day. They look good. You're talking about, like, a level that, like, has an okay story but, like, bad gameplay. Like, my favorite level in this game, which, like, the funny thing is when I played this game, I only played it for two hours before, and I was like, oh, I got to the levitation level. That's, like, literally the end of the tutorial. I'm like, oh, I yeah, got to the end of the tutorial. Yeah, it is literally the end of the tutorial, yeah. The uh, level where you're a giant... And you're just destroying shit. The that, lungfish see that, level. That, that's that's fun because that's less mechanic based. I feel to to me like that's that's something that does that's actually unique versus like the platforming and every other aspect of the game is just seems extremely generic. Like let me just kind of like um, play this like flat out. The fighting in this game, the fighting is just straight up terrible. Like fighting, I like just the smash day. Exactly, but the thing at the same time, you can just run past every enemy. You actually don't need to fight a single enemy in this game. Like I don't know, I feel like yeah, going back on that level, uh, the the lungfish giant level or whatever you want to call it. Um, like, like that's really fun. That's the, the one that you get. The think the gameplay cool. aspects are not necessarily what I enjoyed as much as like the progression of the story and and how hilarious it got. Like for example, my favorite levels. And, like, this this is, like, an obvious choice after the lungfish level, but, like, the milkman level where you're, like, in an oh, yeah, interdimensional that... space, like, that yeah. is considered one of the best levels in video games of all time. Like, you've, you've mentioned, like, this game is I, actually on the I, top I, 10 list. I, I, would, I would disagree, like, it's the best, but it's, like, I think aesthetically and the story is super fucking cool. I just think it was super annoying that you have to find, like, the random upgrades to... That was, like, what I was alluring to, like, with the puzzles. It's, like, you have to, like, find a thing in a corner, all right, that goes to this thing in this corner... All right, find this other thing in the corner. It was just like super frustrating for me. But but okay, for a level like that, for a fetch quest level, like I feel like the the environment was so intriguing that I didn't necessarily oh, feel absolutely. like I was slogging from place to place. I was just like, all right, I'm doing this. I'm no, doing it, this, doing it was this. it was so it's less about that, and I just feel like the gameplay in general is just like the gameplay isn't that great. Like the um the fighting isn't that great. The platforming isn't that great. Like the gameplay is a solid five out of ten, but with everything else being a ten out of ten is what people. Were remember it for you know? yeah i mean like this is like the maybe the predecessor to like uncharted i i guess for me like i'm so gameplay based that's like i can i can appreciate um like the 10 out of 10 level design like how cool like every single area in this game is different like you feel like you're in a different zone it maybe has a different mechanic different humor different characters and stuff like that that's fucking amazing uh i just the gameplay itself is like extremely overrated to me yeah i mean like this is probably one of the the earliest iterations of like cinematics over gameplay and i don't necessarily like think that that was necessarily a incorrect choice I, I i love the world that psychonauts was in and like I, I i enjoy playing this game i'm not necessarily like as extreme as you where i would like have a lot of negative things to say i thought that the second half of the game really the well, last like the, third the, po- of the, game, the positive the positive things i say like do it better than any other game i've ever played it's just that the negatives just like people like i'm just basing this on the fact that people say this is like the best game of all time and i'm just like I, this game's overrated as fuck like, like go to like any 
Yeah, go to any... Um, well, this game only sold 100,000 copies originally. This game was considered a critical failure and only did well after the company was able to reestablish the rights and put it on digital platforming. And since then, it has sold like millions of copies. Well, I understand why. I mean, I guess you could play it. I just think it's super overrated. So, okay. Oh, well. and, also, and, and, the, and the Collecticathon aspect is like Donkey Kong 64 levels of fucking terrible. Well, I, I feel like you just didn't have to do that. Like, I, I looked at your achievements versus mine. Like, you got to, like, level 60 or something. I, like, beat this game at level 30. Yeah. Well, the, th- the thing about you don't have to, and there's really no reason to collect anything in this game. Because the problem is all you really get is, like, infinite ammo and, like, longer shield. There's really no reason to collect things in this game. But it's, like, a fundamental part of things you need to do to, like, progress the story at one point um yeah, the problem yeah with the they're, collect- they're not they're not super clear on that like that basically one of the levels you have to be at level 30 to have like a certain power up and they just don't tell you so like if you get there and you're not level 30 which what happened to me yeah. i was just like oh okay i guess i have to completely do this level over again after like grinding out some shit but at the same time like i feel like the way i played this game where like i wasn't trying to collect every little thing actually like raise my sanity a bit normally i'm i'm in the collectathon aspect like i have to get every single thing but like i feel like it's 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 straight up terrible because the problem is like basically what you do with the have to collect is figments and they are translucent and they frequently blend in with the world so if you're trying to find like one or two left it's like fucking awful it's like literally donkey kong 64 levels of awful yeah but it's also not required so no the thing about but, this game I mean, and like the the whole coll- collection aspect is that like this game is not an introduction but like it, it it came before like cyberpunk 2077 introduced me as as a gamer and i know that i'm probably a little late to the concept but the point of no return concept and i really dislike this so yeah i hate that too that being said, though, I do like that they give you that NPC in the point of no return that you can use all your, um, you can get all your upgrades and everything right there. No, but what I I miss them all. Okay, that that's fair. But like at the same time, like so the point of no return in a lot of these open world games because this game is like open world but it has levels, etc. Like it's not as open world as like GTA or like Cyberpunk or something like that. But the point of no return basically is saying that like once you get to this point you're going from here to the credits. And then like, once you load the game again, it's going to be before the point of no return. Like yeah. the fact is if a game is open world, I don't care if the story goes to a point where going back to the world makes sense. Like hypothetically, if like, it's like, Oh, you became a psychonaut. Now we're going to go on a rocket ship and kill the moon. It's like, uh, yeah, just cause you're going to the moon doesn't mean you can't go back to base camp to pee. I want to be able to go <laughs> back to the main hub world after beating and the maybe game. you want to maybe you want to collect some shit or something yeah. like that you know it's, it's like oh i beat the game now i'm back in the hub world i want to like see like what happens in the hub world after after the implications of the plot like and the fact is like cyberpunk introduced me to this i haven't played that many games with like a point of no return but like when a game like cyberpunk where like you're like you're basically just like building your character getting your inventory etc like it was a real gut punch and that like you played this game for like three extra hours and like you come back and like there's no progression because like the no. entire extremely plot heavy game like like that plot didn't matter and you can't actually see what happened in the world after your inherent actions like and then this game less extreme because like the plot was fun but i wasn't like extremely invested in the characters in the way that i was the 60 hour game like cyberpunk like but at the same time like it frustrates me when a game gets to a point where it's like you know what 
your progress doesn't matter. You hit the credits, and like it, it's not like that's saved. You know what I'm saying? No. Yeah, no, I, I completely get it. I'm not a fan of point of no return either. I just like the fact that I was able to at least get my upgrades upgraded, which which is a main reason to go back. But at least it tells you like, hey, this is the point of no return. Like, you can stop here or do it. I feel like every single game does that. But like this this whole thing came out of the fact that like I feel like point of no return makes it so a 100% experience feels less great. It's like if you yeah. if you upgraded like to like level 98 or whatever you need to like beat this game 100% and it's like you get every single item it's like okay, you hit the credits, you might get an achievement, but it's like no one no one in the yeah, game this is game actually this game actually this game actually gives you nothing for getting 100%. Like you get like a, like an extra cutscene. Like there's no reason to do or collect like everything in this game. So it just I feel feels like, like that a lot of sh- should be the way though. I mean, but then like, why have it? Like you, like usually, I feel like you, um, you're able to get like really meaningful upgrades that like make your gameplay better. This game really doesn't do any of that because you don't like use any of your abilities, anyways. There's there's the pro in that like it rewards people who spend a ton of time in the game, but there's also the con in that like people who aren't necessarily like. But it doesn't reward you though. No, what I'm saying is like the pro of having a 100% reward is that like it really acknowledges the people who are extreme fans of your game. But like the the thing is like obviously if you have people who want 100% your game, like having like an acknowledgement that like 100% like you did it. It's like that's great for them, but for the vast majority of people who are unable to like complete the game just due to time constraints or like yes, your game was fun, but the grind to get to 100% is just not fun for most people. Like I feel no. like to have items at 100% it just like makes the normal player feel bad like i'm on yeah. that point yeah no i agree it, like i said i i think that the gameplay is like a solid 5 out of 10 but like the aesthetics and everything else is like 10 out of 10 so it's like i guess it's like a 7 out of 10 game for me i just think this game is overrated as fuck and it's on the top of many people's list and i don't understand why so the funny thing is like we both praised this game a ton when we first played it first of all my main complaint was that there was too many cutscenes and like the whole point of this game is story and like yeah oh yeah I, but like I guess like, I like we both said now, but the first half of this game is amazing yeah so like i i I feel like I was I played like, this game in a completely last half. different experience than my first playthrough on on podcast eleven. Like I I, I genuinely yeah. feel like I had a completely different experience and I forgot most of the things that I played during that experience. I don't necessarily think that I disliked the game last time, but like I feel like I enjoyed the game way more this time. Actually, getting a full picture, I actually disliked yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you more. you a lot you disliked it a lot more. So I guess like really i just think that i think just the last part of this game like the end game if this game is trash like it's just fucking garbage yeah yeah i i definitely thought the second half was weaker than the first but at the same time like i i think that it's kind of funny that like we both had a completely different experiences like that the glorious theater level i think actually sucks like i think that level just straight up sucks i think i got lucky eight out of ten mm, six to seven out of ten maybe seven out of ten you're gonna say seven out of ten because it's not like six out of ten what the fuck are you talking about like fucking yeah seven out of ten like like the the story and aesthetics carry it i'll say seven yeah okay what else is new your face you were shitting all over me last week about like that video that i didn't watch regarding carl jobs and i did you know what i was like you know what i'm gonna be nice because i forced you to watch the wally movie which is like an hour and a half so you trying to force me to watch a 52-minute video is really not that bad. So I watched the video, and you know what? I feel vindicated. Not not by anyone else, by the way, because we actually had... So normally our highlights that aren't shorts don't get that many views, but occasionally when it's a relevant topic, we get some views. We had one comment 
because someone actually watched our video and they said, wow, the person you're talking to is an idiot. They should have watched the Carl Jobs video. So you were vindicated there. Yeah. But first of all, fuck you. I'm not an idiot because I was actually arguing 100% what I know to be true. However, like, yeah, it was a different argument than the Carl Jobs video was saying. So I was, like, arguing a parallel point while, like, Dana was apparently taking it out. First of all, can I just say, as I was watching this video, I was, like, remembering our conversation. Like, oh, this piece of shit. He's just literally rehashing the video. You told me the entire video in debate form. Yeah, because I had me. to explain okay. what the fucking video was because that okay. was the topic at hand. Our topic was literally the video and everything going with WADA. So I had to explain what happened. It was, to like, be fair, super- I, I started with WADA. I will say say that much but i i like immediately went on a different tangent and i feel like i didn't articulate what the tangent i was trying to say was and uh-huh. yes this was addressed in the wada games video by carl jobs however i feel like it was not dressed fairly so the video specifically was on wada games and their conspiracy it's and how they've video. existed it was a pretty good video i'll admit that i i, I generally don't dislike Carl Jobs videos, but I always feel like there is a little bit of lacking information because I'm closer oh, to yeah. these subjects than than some of the people actually watching. I don't think that like what you were saying last week was bad. Like, yes, Wada games, they've existed since the coin age in like different forms, and then like they've pretty much ruined every single collectible market up until now they're new target video games. However, yeah. While I 100% agree with everything you were saying about the new game market and the graded market, I feel like this has less of an impact on the ungraded and non, like, pretty much, like, loose market. And I, I will say... Well, that's Carl, that's what I was saying, though. I said this is only... You were saying that, like, that loose... Uh, the playability of game is what is affecting the prices, and that was the argument we were having. Okay, so, yeah. The thing is, I was trying to make a point... But like I, I, I did not frame it in a great way and that there's two separate p- groups of people. You were talking a lot about the investment class getting into video game purchasing and video game collecting mm-hmm. and them ruining the market. And like there is a completely different investment class versus the graded market and the market of people who are actually video game collecting. And the people who are oh, video game actually. collecting – 100% care how a game works and therefore don't really care about like a graded game or a game that you actually cannot put into a console. Like, and, and when I actually buy a game, if I'm not able to play it, I literally return it. Oh, absolutely. So, like, I guess more so my argument was uh, based on the layman, the people that aren't in either class, the people that see it as an investment who maybe aren't uh, as knowledgeable that start jump, excuse me, that start jumping on ungraded and just loose copies of games. Hence why you start seeing listings for, like, Mario 64 immediately after that went for a million dollars. Just lose copies up on eBay for, like, $500 next to $20 copies, and they end up selling, you know, like, things like that. So um, I'm going to completely disagree in that, like, the layman is not a neutral class. The layman is the investor class. Because, like, if you are all a video game collector, you are not a layman. Like, the layman is the person who joins the speculative market. Correct, like people that don't have any interest or knowledge on it trying to invest. There's people who do research and invest based on research, and then there's the people that just see an article and go, ooh, that's cool, I buy it, and it's the same problem we had in cards over the uh, past two years, but cards have completely crashed down to price because all those people are no longer in the hobby. Yeah, so I'm going to keep this short because we had a half an hour conversation, which I thought was actually a pretty good debate. I, I'm proud of myself I liked it a lot. It was for fun. keeping my own, okay? I'm going to jack myself off here but i'm just gonna say fuck what was i gonna say (laughs) (laughs) sam i'm proud of you 
That's okay. all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm going to jack myself off here. Fuck, I forgot everything I was going to say. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just going to say that I think we're both right in that, like, I, I really don't think that this affects the video game collector's market. I feel like people in the video game community care a lot more about playability than a lot of the things that investors generally care about, like box art. Like, to the point where I think that, like, even though he tried to make this claim, Carl Jobs, right at the end of the video, about two minutes before the video ended, like I literally like uh, documented when it happened. It was two minutes before. He's like, and this isn't just a problem for investors. The actual price of video games has gone up 33% in the last two years. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? I mean, like that is necessarily true. But the fact that you put this in at the end not only makes me think that you didn't really do enough research on this or you think you have a shoddy argument. And B, I, I, I feel like, by putting it there, it kind of, like, m- misplaces the blame. First of all, like, the video game market has been rapidly increasing in price from a collector standpoint just due to the fact that, like, with a limited supply item, like, games that are relatively popular will become rapidly increasing in price. Like, the video game, the, the video mentioned, uh, like, the the Spider-Man for Atari 2600. Yeah, like, yeah. That was a really good example. Yeah. The thing is, Atari 2600 games, even though... They don't make Atari 2600 games anymore. There were so many made, and there just isn't necessarily that much demand because these games suck objectively. That, like, yeah, even because of that, the market is still flooded. Like, you have a game, though, like Super Mario World for the SNES. Eventually, you're going to run out of copies, even though the game was plenty copies Mm -hmm. made. Just due to the fact that, like, a lot of people love that game, they're actually actively trying to find it. So, like, You you want something that's actually funny, though? Like, this actually goes back to the game we played... Uh, there's only 100,000 sales of Psychonauts, so, I mean... Yeah, but this game is, like, old... Like, Nintendo is a weird example in that, like, pretty much every single game is a physical copy up until, like, very recently. Yeah. Like, up until, like, Wii... A- after the Wii. Like, PlayStation 1 games, like, people generally care more... Or they don't care enough about physical copies. Really, any disc-based console before, like, mm, I mean, the to be honest, I, I think I care about a lot of this stuff, but, like, it's so hard to find disc-based uh, games because most people threw away the cases and put them in, like, those little flip books. Remember those flip books that we put, used to put CDs in? Yeah, so most dope. people did. Most people used to do that with a PlayStation game, so it's, like, really hard to find, like, cases. It's the same reason why Saturn games are, like, you can never find a fucking case. They're always shattered. Actually, I, I'm not sure I agree with that because Saturn cases were, like, legitimately heavy-duty cases. Just, oh, like, excuse me, not no Saturn. I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking Sega CD. Yeah, Sega CD is... And any add-on for the Genesis is, like, an insane thing. Like, any add-on yeah. for any console is, like, impossible. Like, the Jaguar CD, impossible <laughs> to find any game for it. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, that and the fact that like I own a copy of Sonic Adventure, it is scratched the shit and will never play again. Like, I don't. I don't think either of us disagree on either. I think we both agree with each other's opinions on the subject. I was just more so pointing out like how fucking shitty uh, Wada and Heritage auctions are. I think they're fucking scum of the earth. Fucked both of them. Yeah, I, I want like th- this is someone single handedly trying to ruin an entire hobby. But yeah, I just want to say one thing. He insinuated because of the investment class the retro gaming community in general was paying higher prices for games i completely disagree for that one it is a relatively alarming trend due to the fact that like retro game collectors are paying more and more each year but that's one due to scarcity and two to the like larger increase in demand for the hobby but two i also think that covid played a large part in this and that like people are getting into a hobby again 
not necessarily from a collecting standpoint, but just because they have nostalgia for it. Well, like, but it are they happened. getting into it because of the investment class jumping into it? So they want to jump into the hobby and more people that were previously not in the hobby are getting into it because of that. Because this is a parallel of what exactly happened to cards right before COVID. Everything shot up like 400%. You know, I was selling base at Charizard for $1,800, but now I can sell that same card for $250. You know, as everybody got out of the hobby after the quote-unquote hype from all this these articles and shit happen so that's just yeah. like i guess that's where i'm coming from because i've personally experienced it in a very similar hobby that has problems with grading speculation uh investments and so on and so forth so that's just my background on but it. but you can't argue that there was a massive increase in people interested in pokemon and actual physical media because of the pandemic and because they weren't able to, able to actually like see people no 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 it was more so um because well i would say yeah because every art other card game did not do well but the difference with pokemon is that you don't need other people to collect pokemon cards like that's not something you sit in front of them and play a game like you can just collect your cards and and do whatever um that and mostly uh pokemon went up because of like you know shitheads like logan paul you know steve aoki and all the other uh super popular uh people got into the hobby well i would argue that like video games especially single player games especially for the snes definitely had an increase just due to the pandemic people staying at home like i i i, I, genuinely... I, I could say it's both yeah i there, there is, I'm not going to say that like invest, investment in video games like didn't upshoot the price a little bit, but I, I think that the Carl Jobs studio like tried to make the conclusion that like this was the cause of the upshoot in like video game pricing, like to the yeah, extreme that it I, has. If, that, if, if that's the that. case, if that's the case that they, they made the point to say um, it was the sole reason, I, I would completely disagree. I would say it's definitely a contributing reason, maybe not even a majority reason, but I definitely think it is a reason the prices went up, so. Yeah. I, as a video game retro collector, like, honestly, like, I, I have hundreds of games in my collection, so, like, I feel like I have I sold enough a couple authority. Of my games. <laughs> yeah. Get fucked, stupid idiot. Oh! Dude, I, I sold my Fire and Ice I paid $10 for. I sold it for $200. Get fucked, idiot. You're going to sell it for $40,000 f- in the future because of water games. Oh, I'm about to rub my nipples on camera. Okay, well, anyway, as a video game collector, as someone who actually has authority in the subject, I feel like it is not a super big concern for those trying to make large collections. It is a super big concern, though, if you are interested in completing box or newer games, which you shouldn't be if you're trying to amass a collection. That is literally just making your life miserable. You should look for working games. However, I will say that in the very rare case of a extremely rare video game. So we're talking about like Star Fox Weekend, Max, Donkey Kong competition cards. Those video oh, yeah, games- Oh yeah, like those are like, they're like what? They're like what? Like 20, 30 copies of that shit made? Yeah. Those, those are some of the most expensive those, games made. Those will shoot up in price just due to the fact that like, even though they're not in box, they have the ability to be graded on like an actual scale that people care about. Like the, the example that they used before was Spider-Man for the Atari. That being graded- loose wouldn't matter at all at this point like you grade your copy of star fox regular loose it's like okay a 9.6 no one gives a shit because it doesn't have the box but if you have that star fox in the box with like the uh like the was it the tournament edition weekend whatever that's big fucking money weekend yeah so like if you don't have the extremely rare versions of the game that were already expensive then you're screwed however if you're like me and you do 
I, I hate keep bring I hate to keep bringing it back to Pokemon. That's basically what happened with our hobby is that grading got so insane because people were sending in like fifty copies of like two dollar cards, so they just got overran and the market just got completely fucked because everybody was just submitting things that were worthless. I have so. a green energy card, graded nine point eight. I'm I sure got my worked. dick in my hand. Fuck you. You should do a dick grading service. Just mold plastic Ra- over people's Yeah, it's called Grinder. What's this thing that you sent uh, about a message on eBay? This actually looks kind of uh, tangential to what we were just talking about. Oh, okay. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. So I will say, though, that the... <laughs> like, yeah, Wada Games is evil, but it's gotten to a point where the mentality is if you have games, you should be co- becoming rich off them. Like... Wada Games has this like evil seed that's like implanting themselves in collectors. So yeah. there was someone in the video game collecting community that like put a price of a complete in box game on eBay. I think they listed it at, like $250 when it normally sells for $270. And a fellow seller was like, hey, I just noticed you listed this for $250. I personally think that you listed this for too low. I would appreciate it if you listed this for 270 instead of 250 because it's not worth the current price that you're making it. And uh, I can find the actual person who sent this. They he actually won't say what game it is. Oh, he won't like, say. What, yeah, it actually makes sense it, because they don't want It's wanna... such a limited game; it's going to link them to too many people. Yeah. So, so the issue is the game has less than five thousand copies, and like fellow sellers are trying to get rich. So, first of all, this is illegal. I feel like uh, that's what people are saying in the comments, Absolutely. and therefore I'm 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 a lawyer now uh, because I read some comments. This is illegal, and uh, if I was a yeah, uh, I read Reddit man, for two hours a day. I'm basically a lawyer. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So this is wrong, 100%. But, like, more importantly, this is ruining the video game hobby. Like, people are literally, they're no longer trying to just, like, buy and sell and trade copies of games. And, like, obviously, if you're in a situation well, I mean, where you have a rare the, game, every, it every hobby money. has become commercialized like this. This is basically every hobby. Like, people don't, like, people enjoy it, but, like, there's, you wouldn't be able to enjoy it unless there are people like this making money off of it to, you know, have things. True. I mean, like, every single hobby, like, of course, like, things have value. And if something is rare, you, like, are able to make a game priced at a certain point. But, like, I, I don't think that this is something that really has happened in the previous world of game. Like, maybe at a smaller scale. But I feel like the mentality now is, like, we are no longer selling games just because... Like, there was a game collecting business. But, like, we are no longer selling games to just, like, make a living. We are selling games to get rich, baby! We need to get this I mean, price up. It happens up. in every single hobby, though. Like, I guess it's just because I, it, from any collectible, like it happened in coins, it happened in cards, it's happening to video games. Um, I mean, you could go down the list of things that people collect, and you know, eventually people are going to jump into it. Um, it got really bad with um, old school video games because I remember you and I. You remember when we used to just go to like different Craigslist, different stores, like trying to get collections just to collect old school video games. And then we saw like all these people jumping into the hobby to make money who knew nothing about it and just saw it as a money opportunity. So it's not like this is like a new thing. This is something that's been happening for a while and will happen to any hobby that is like valuable. True. I'm just hoping that anyone who's actually interested in the hobby like gets into it now and like tries the There will be a crash, but I feel like even after the crash, it's going to be a relatively elevated price. And I feel like anyone that wants to be in the hobby should get in sooner rather than later. That's my opinion. That's what that's what sucks about collectibles that have a finite supply. It's like 
10 years from now, like people can't like, you're kind of just doing the hobby with people who have it and have been doing it. And it's like, you're kind of just playing with yourself because no one else can afford to get into the hobby. It really sucks. Yeah. But... Cause I think collecting old school video games is super fun. Like these, these uh, cartridges, these games, like they look fucking dope and they're super fun to play like in a physical way. And it's just something that future generations may not be able to enjoy. Well, I'm going to like sit on my ivory tower of video games and like be a baller. Okay. What else we got? Oh, uh, <laughs> did you see that thing with Roblox? <laughs> I think this is hilarious. I'm not sure I did. Can you explain this to me? Okay, so what's happening is Roblox, they have a problem with uh, what they do is people have like house parties, like a bunch of teenagers. They have like Roblox house parties and people are like reenacting like mass shootings inside of oh no (laughs) like there's like videos on twitter of it it's like people are like oh shoddy come over here with like a bunch of other people like oh yo i got drank in my cup then i have no one like someone's like and everyone's like oh shit hey yo hey yo and they all like is this an outside like entity like they just come into a server and then just they start mass shooting or like is this like planned from the because it, it's, it's one, like so because it started as a meme on tiktok now it's like actually like a huge problem no so you're saying like someone's griefing and they're killing everyone in a, in a roblox server but like it'd be that's that's bad but like it'd be way worse if it's like yo today we're gonna like make a virginia tech themed level <laughs> like that's that that's what i thought you meant stop killing people there, in roblox like i the, roblox is one of those games i wish i was like 15 years younger because it just looks like fucking amazing it's literally just infinite game modes infinite games and stuff like that i just can't get over how terrible your character looks i'm already addicted to video games and addicted to the internet like i'm scared for like the people younger like their entire reality is on roblox yeah have you ever played something like minecraft though like you ever get like really into it terraria not Minecraft. oh yeah that's right you played terraria yeah i'm cool okay Minecraft I don't play sucks. Minecraft. I'm too cool for that. I play Terraria. Yeah, Terraria's better. No big deal. I think they're all fun. Do you ever just come home from work and you're just like, fuck, I want to play this game so bad. Like, you actually really want to play a game, but you're just too tired to fucking, like, do it. Well, okay, yeah, that happens a lot of the time, but, like, there, it's very rare that, like, I'm thinking about playing a video game, like, while I'm, like, working or anything like that. Like, I, I've been addicted to video games I do before. that a lot. Like, even on this podcast, some of the better games have been like, oh, I want to play that game more. But, like, it, it's rare. There's, like, a lot of, like, for Final Fantasy fourteen. like, I come home a lot and I'm just like, fuck, I, like, I'm so ready to play this. And I sit down, I'm just, like, draining to, like, get engrossed in something like that because it's so in-depth that I'm just, like, fuck, I don't have the energy for this. So then I just end up surfing because I can just, like, listen to a podcast and just be like... Final Fantasy XIV isn't on mobile? So in other news, China has banned people from under 18 from playing video games, which I think could actually ruin certain, like, markets for games. So first of all, like, there was a already a, a large-scale ban on under 18 gaming, like, in the, in the country before this ban. Like, they just made it so you could only play three hours a week, which is a very low amount of video games if you are under 18. Well, what's so funny is, like, all these games, like, every little game, uh, game company has, like, bent over backwards to what's the word looking for to go towards yeah the they, they want market. the chinese market i mean the thing is like there are a ton of people over the age of 18 like as soon as you're 18 you could go hog wild and like people do yeah, go exactly hog wild. but like i just think it's so funny like companies like blizzard and all ea all these other things have bent over backwards for the chinese markets and this is like what they're gonna get out of it so i think it's just hilarious 
Yeah, it's just like if you're investing in any company that like is based in China, just like understand you could get fucked at any time. Like there's that one like actress that just got completely wiped off the face of the earth just due to the fact that yeah, she decided to to interact with some Taiwanese filmmakers and therefore Is that really uh, what happened? She just talked to Taiwan people and like no, movie like with she, them and it, it, yeah, it's one thing to talk to people from Taiwan. It's another thing to like actually make business relations with like Taiwanese people who are like not necessarily pro Chinese operatives, and therefore, like the thing is, she's alive. She's very alive. She just okay. lives in Europe now. Like people, people are like, oh, she was wiped off the face of the earth. Like she was wiped off China's like pretty much like social media presence. Like you're not gonna find your profiles in any like Chinese Facebook or like. Chinese like news websites like she basically doesn't exist to China okay so she like okay it's not like when we hear people get taken away to like the she wasn't gulagged okay get gulagged bitch yeah I I wish I I don't wish (laughs) (laughs) wish I I I wish upon a star gulagged Mao is just staring into my fucking soul yeah he's upset because you're talking about Taiwan you said the T word I'm sorry he looks like angrier than usual Speaking of angry, I'd be pretty fucking angry um, if I was one of these horror developers. You see what's going on with uh, the the Steam's two-hour refund window? Okay, first of all, this is, like, not necessarily new news, but I feel like this is a relatively recent occurrence in that a horror developer well, it's, it's, who made... It's, it's starting to hear, like, affect companies, though, and they're actually speaking out about it. Like, yeah, no. We've what, heard what it happen, but... What I'm, what I'm trying to say is, like... Th- Steam has a two-hour refund window, and generally this is fine because games that are really short are of lower quality. There are games like Goragoa, which you could probably refund. I don't know anyone who would refund that game unless you're a scumbag. A lot of people did. Yeah, but a lot of people did. But there aren't that many large-scale developers that have been affected by the two-hour refund window because the two-hour refund window is like, hypothetically, if you bought Cyberpunk and the game literally doesn't work, you should be able to refund your $60 purchase. Yeah, it, it mostly affects like smaller like horror developers who make like these very like deep like indie games that are super well made, you know, super a- ambient and like really well received. But because it's like it's like an hour and forty minutes, and then people immediately refund it afterwards after saying like, "Oh, I had a wonderful time," and then I still refunded it. Yeah. So like, I play games outside of this podcast. One of the games I played recently was um, what was it called? It was called Mother. And okay, this game was two hours. And tw- I, I I beat the game, and I took 2.2 hours. Hypothetically, if I, like, somehow beat this game, like, 15 minutes faster, I could have gotten a refund. And, like, that was a full experience. Like, I enjoyed yeah. that game. Like, it had, like, legitimate, like, gameplay. I was invested in the story of the game. It's a story. It's like, you watch a movie that's two hours long. Even if it's shitty, you're not looking for a refund for your ticket, for the most part. Like, hypothetically, if you watch, like, Grown Ups 2 with Adam Sandler, like, you might be like, I think i need a refund on yeah this. i need i need my money back on that one but um what i i think that they should do is allow um allow like certain uh game developers to like maybe mark or tag their game as maybe shorter but like higher quality maybe uh valve can do a better way of like vetting games to make sure it's like hey like maybe people shouldn't be able to refund this five dollar game yeah i think i think speaking of five dollars the price of the game is probably what it should be based on like if you're like yeah. hypothetically you're buying a 60 dollar experience like you should have more than two hours of gameplay but if your game is 99 cents like you should there's no way you should be able to refund that in like on like an hour and f- after playing it for an hour and fifty. Yeah, because that just incentivizes like no story based games, just like arcade style games where you yeah. like just rack up the hours. So like, 
It should probably be price-based. Hypothetically, for a game, 60 bucks, maybe two hours, $10, 30 minutes. I don't know. But to go back to this article, basically it's saying the small indie developer who makes horror games, they're basically saying, I'm not making games ever again. I will continue to support the games I have released. All these games have rave reviews, uh, thousands of plays. I'm getting refunds on 75% of these, and it just isn't viable for me to keep doing this because people are enjoying my game, then refunding it because Steam allows them to do so. So it really sucks. Can I show you some cool stuff I got? <sighs> okay. We're going to do this every, gonna, every single week now. Uh, dude, I got actually cool stuff at times. So first off, I'm going to start out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt you, okay? Want to know what I got this week? What did you get? You got something? Yeah, I'm not going to show it because like I, I don't have a sad life that I have to show my $5 Amazon <laughs> purchases. But I bought a device that... This is re- more than $5. Okay, but we're just doing Amazon hauls for the week because that's apparently what this we do This isn't Amazon. None of this is from Amazon. I got... A device that restrings like the drawstring of a sweatpants or a sweatshirt. Ooh, ever... how? It... Yeah, because like I literally have, th- I have three pairs of pants that I'm just like <laughs> trying to yeah. get it. Yeah, because it, it's hard to explain, but it's like a threader, and it's like it's a device that doesn't bend, so you just it it feeds it through. Anyway, it's like five bucks on Amazon. I'm super excited about it. I've, I haven't been this excited about a purchase in a very long time. That's like seems so unbelievably useful and something you don't think about. You just like are in pain when you're... That's the thing. I It happens so often because I have a shitty dryer and I feel like it, sometimes your dryer messes up that I'm like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna fix this issue. Anyway, try to show up I'm my $5 fat. purchase, okay? You're just fat? How does that work? Well, it's like it, it makes my like drawstrings go like Burr. no i i, I want to that was not what i meant by the question <laughs> how does that work how does being fat work name name the reasons why you are fat because i eat mcdonald's and raising canes and chicken fingers and pizza and ramen and pho for every meal pho i had pho today it was really good pho Fa, fa, fa. I don't know how to fuck to say it. I'm white. Says the person with the Chairman Mao figure right behind them. Anyway, <laughs> what I wanted to say, and I was not trying to like hardcore fat shame you. I wanted to really just understand the biological no, implications it. of being fat. Like I don't understand how a human being becomes fat. I never went to high school. I was homeschooled I until eat. seventh grade until I dropped out. I just <laughs> wanted to know that. What Wait, I that really real? want to know though. I completely forgot what I was going to say. Start off with your haul, and maybe I'll finally remember it. Okay. So this is what I got. This is the first thing. I got sour gummy french fries. You bought those online? No, I got them at a store at the mall. Oh, okay. Yeah, you were telling me it wasn't Amazon. I I kept saying Amazon haul, and you're like, I don't... That's not true. Stop putting words in my mouth. So we're going to try these. These look fucking awful why do you do this why do you because i love sour people candy. who listen with like hey i bought this food product i'm going to literally like deep throat my mic as i put this item in my mouth those are terrible well not terrible they're just like eh. no they're probably just exactly like sour punch straws but triple the price no they're not like sour punch bars they're not even sour that's what that's let me up. tell you something do you know what i hate i hate sour candy it says sour and it's not sour like at all like there's like zero sour is it because my like taste buds have been burnt off or is it like actually not sour i think the smallest amount of sour just like eh, it's too tart mm-hmm. 
don't like. Well, I also think that like honestly, like sour is like an enjoyable flavor for little amount. It's similar to spicy, but like even more extreme that like there is a community of spicy eaters that like I'm going to eat seven billion Scoville today. I'm going to shit on the toilet for four years. After but like there's like sour candy that is like objectively zero percent sour. Like this is zero percent sour. There's also things that are considered spicy by white people that is like literally like lo mein noodles with like soy sauce. <laughs> So, like, there's, like, different levels of spice as well. But what I'm trying to say is, like, there's a level of spice that, like, the whole reason I love spicy food, my name is literally Picante on many channels because I like spicy food, is that I feel like spicy food is able to elevate certain flavors that you normally wouldn't get with certain foods. However, like, people take it to the extreme. It's like, oh, that only makes your nostrils flare? That's not spicy. I have I have a literal... I, th- this was actually someone that was like at my uh, internship when I when I was in college. They're like, every single item, I put this literal dropper of spicy. If I put like four drops, I have to go to the ER. I have to only put one drop of this. Well, like, what's the point? It's like, yeah. I've said this a million times, like licking a star. Like there's literally like no point. Your tongue just disintegrates and like you're just like. <sighs> <sighs> like, do you need to do that for every meal? Yeah, pretty much. That's what they did. So I guess they did have to do it for every meal. But what I, I'm going into like spicy food. Like, not spicy food. I'm going into sour food. Sour is probably more extreme. Honestly, like, I like a sour taste, but I like it, like, in conjunction with other things. Like, honestly, even Warheads, I was just like, this is not enjoyable. I would do it. Oh, I don't like like Warheads either, but it's like, like, I still think Altoid Sours are the best sour candy ever made. Yeah, okay. We went on, like, a literal, like, four-podcast rant about, like, Altoid Sours that ended up in you buying knockoffs and being disappointed. So, like, I understand yeah. you're into Altoid Sours. I feel like it shouldn't be that sour. It should have a sour element, but it should be more of a... Like, I feel like I don't necessarily enjoy I, sour candy as much as I enjoy tangy candy. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't think there's sour enough candy out there because there's like a difference between like not sour enough and too sour, and there's nothing that's like in between. See, they're not remember, sour enough. Do you remember Starburst Sour? Hey, those are good. Those are actually damn good. Yeah, but they don't exist anymore, do they? No. Or like sour mambas or sour high chews. Sour high chews are baller. There, there was like a period of time where like Starburst and Skittles both went insane and had like 95 flavors each, and then they they still kinda... do. They just like consolidated i think so it's not 95 each now it's like starburst starburst reds and then like starburst tropical and the star no, every they have flavor, starburst minis those are like i just feel like those would be gross it's just like all unwrapped starburst they, it's just like a sticky ball yeah they taste like plastic i would I eat them you know what's better than starburst is fucking um jolly rancher fruit juice Okay, I mean, like, I feel like we just go on a food rant. I'm calling it here, okay? Okay, no more food. I'm showing you all the No more food. You have more items? Jesus Christ. Oh, dude. I thought you were literally just announcing. I bought an anime statue. Okay. Glitters and glamour. Uh, It's not as risque as I would expect you to get. Kazuki uh, Hayori. Is that from One Piece? Yeah, of course. She's super pretty. Um, she's going in the cum jar immediately after podcast. Fuck. <laughs> I don't like that. Can you, can you unsay those words to me? It's, it, it's, it's a big jar. Oh no. I don't want to know more about your cum jar. Can we just leave it at jar? Right. And then going in my jar, my collectible jar. This is something I'm super excited for. I got this from work. This was a gift from the owner. Oh, I got I got a Pokemon Eevee poster, but more than that, I got this dope P. 
piece of shit. It's a giant Pokemon card. That's pretty cool. That's like hologra- that's like is that is that graded? Now I'm seeing the holographicness, but is that graded? Is that a PSA 9.8? Okay. Well, okay. You want? I'm, I'm gonna get into this. You know what? Grad school is insane. So it's history. So basically all of history yeah. is reading and writing. Guess how much I have to read for my one class and how much I have to write for my one class what? every week. A hundred pages. And how much do I have to write? 25. A week? Yeah. Are you fucking insane? That's, that's Well, like... I don't know. You said like, it was insane. So I have to read 150 pages a week, but I have to write three pages a week. But I do have a 25 page paper due at the end of the semester. That's fucked. <laughs> yeah, grad school's read. hardcore yeah grad school, it's one class what are you what are you reading is it, what's the history is it the history of gucci man i could make my thesis that legitimately what what history is it like chinese history or so the thing about history is that generally for a master's you don't get a specific history delegation like you you specifically get like a history master's and then like you have a specialty so it's like oh so you're like the I history, have a history master it's a master's degree in history, so I'm a, I'm a master, okay? I looked up hysterectomy, but, like, I spelled it with history, and it didn't. It gave me wound. History masters, generally it's a master's in history, but you have, like, a specialization, and then a doctorate is where you go into something specific. So, like, you could have a history master's, and it's like, my thesis was on German history and why uh, pretzels are dope. Pretzels are dope. Yeah, made in Germany. German invented the pretzels, and they invented Hitler, so, like, balance it out. <laughs> Which one do you like it's better? Like, it's It's like yin and yang. Yeah. Which one do you like better? That was not the right question. Uh, which which was better? Like which was an absolute like higher force? Like the invention of the pretzel or like the invention of Adolf Hitler? Like which one had more effect on society? Like how am I ever expected to answer that question? Like I mean, pretzels are like literally encapsulated every day of our life, and Hitler like killed like millions of yeah, like, Jewish like, people. I feel like the the knee jerk reaction is to say, of course, Hitler had a greater effect on humanity right now them pretzels but is that true have you done the research let's ask let's ask our fans and see what they say and we'll come back next episode (laughs) okay (laughs) there we go that's the cliffhanger (laughs) jesus christ but but no like legitimately that could be a subject like that could be your history thesis did hitler do more damage than pretzels did good Ooh, probably Hitler is the opposite of a pretzel, man. Fuck Hitler. Eat pretzels.